Chapter 5 Ilse waited until Reshma finally fell asleep after the day was done, or at least until Reshma insisted the day was done. Ilse was used to gray skies during the day and ink-blot black skies at night. Here, it was almost white-hot colored during the day and a honey-orange during the evening. The sun would hang low in the sky but never fully disappear beyond the horizon. Even in the time they called night, it was still fairly bright outside. Reshma had to completely block out the light as much as possible when it came time to sleep. As she finally lay on the cot and let out a long sigh, Ilse slipped away and slunk past the door flap to the warm outside air. After a few attempts, she finally found her own way to Tiger's side of the wall. She felt very much like her mother, taking her place at the wall's base in an attempt to find her way through. It was like looking into glass or a mirror with a sharp light reflecting on it. It was hard to look at it for very long before it hurt to see. Ilse sat cross-legged at the base of the wall, cupping the sand and dirt in her hands and watching it fall between her fingers. Mama, she said to the wind, why was I able to cross over alive and no one else? Why couldn't you have found your way back to us? Did you even try? Only the rustling sands around her responded. Do I have what it takes to go back, or are the Ilderims waiting on the other side? She buried her head in her hands. I found out that they took the strongest of this tribe. They're looking for strong people, I guess. What makes me one of them? What if they took Tyke? She was torn between assuming they would take him because he posed a threat and assuming they killed him in the fight. Either way, her thoughts terrified her and kept her awake. If you plan on leaving without me knowing, you're mistaken, said a voice behind her. Ilse jumped slightly, but quickly recognized the voice as Reshma's. Reshma, you scared me, she said as she rotated herself to look up at Reshma. What are you doing here? she asked. Alone? I'm just here to think, Ilse said, pulling her knees to her chest. And to burn your eyes out of your head, Reshma said, avoiding the wall's glare in her face. Hardly a place to think straight. This is where my mother was, Ilse replied. Or I'd like to think this is where she was. Ah, Reshma said, dropping her posture into a squat next to her. I'm not trying to tell you what to do, but you are the most interesting thing in Taija right now. And I'm sure if people saw you here, they would think you're up to something. Well, I suppose it does seem odd, Ilse mused, pushing herself back onto her feet. You're odd, all right, Reshma said, but I like odd. Ilse had been in Tiger for almost two weeks. The council had already requested her a few times, and after each meeting, they reassured her that their protection still stood. Not a single soldier had come for her, so they took that as a sign that she wasn't as dangerous as she thought she could be. Ilse thought about all the questions they had for her, and all the questions she was permitted to ask. The more they met, the more she wanted to go home and share with her people all the wonderful things she had seen and heard. She wouldn't even care if they thought she was delusional. She wanted them to know of their brothers and sisters on the other side. All the while, she wrote what she could on the pages of the book she kept with her. It made her all the more anxious to find her way back. A few nights before, she tried ramming herself into the wall, but at the last moment she veered slightly to the right, just grazing her shoulder against the wall. Her skin didn't thank her for the scalding. She immediately realized that she might never be able to return to the other side, and not saying goodbye to Reshma beforehand seemed like the worst decision she could make. She regained awareness of her surroundings once they returned to Reshma's little house. Her eyes caught sight of some portraits hanging on the walls, just before Reshma closed the door flap. There was a formal painting with the whole family, obviously outdated, because the girl she guessed was Reshma looked five years younger than she did now. Another looked like it came from the hand of another artist, of six children playing with each other. The workmanship was juvenile and homemade, but precious. 
They were painted directly on the walls of the house. Reshma, Ilse said, trying to still look at them from her bed mat on the ground. Have I told you how lovely these pictures are? I'm sure you have, she said absentmindedly. You can see everyone, all six of us kids and the proud parents. Who's who again? Ilse asked. There's the boys, Jaren and Eric, Reshma pointed, then guided their eyes to another. And there's me with the girls, Ophelia, Mika, and Gilly. Who made these? Father, well, Jaren tried his hand at that one. That much is obvious. Can't paint girls to save his life. It's still amazing. Yeah, Reshma sighed, lying back down on her own bed mat. They were all here one moment, the next they're gone. Just gone. That must have been difficult, Ilse answered solemnly. How did you get left behind? I tried to fight, Reshma returned, as though it stung. They dragged my mother away, and I couldn't let myself take that just sitting down. But I had to also think of the girls. I told them to hide while I tried to find my brothers. Jaren told me to hide, and I did. Can't believe I did that, Reshma said, wrapped up in her own story. He wanted to hide with the girls to make sure they were quiet and safe. I heard yelling, screaming, until something hit me from behind. I fell, but when I awoke, all was quiet and dark for once. I still have no idea why I'm still here. I've been by myself until you came out of nowhere. So you're saying that they came for them before I came? Ilse asked, confused. Why all of a sudden is Ravenna becoming bombarded with these Ilderim soldiers? None of it made any sense. Loads of people heard them demanding people with strange magic. I wish they would have just left us the hell alone, Reshma said. How dare they? How dare they just come and go when we can't leave this place? How dare they take my parents and my siblings? She rubbed her eyes to dry an unwanted stray tear. Ilse's mind froze. It was if time stopped and her heartbeat quickened. She hadn't really realized it until that moment, but if the Ildrim's sole purpose was to find her and take her away, a lot of people had already suffered because of her. It tore a hole through her. Reshma? Ilse said nervously, rolling herself so she was lying on her belly. Reshma propped herself up with her arms and said, What? I think, Ilse whispered, Reshma, I think they really are looking for me. Ilse, don't be daft. Why would they be looking for you? Reshma whispered back, You've been living at my house and I've taken you to the council. What more do you have to hide? Reshma, I'm not trying to hurt you. Ilse strained, inching closer. She gripped her sleeve, preparing to show Reshma her scar. I can explain everything. Explain what exactly? Reshma responded. I thought you told the council everything. Please understand, Ilse grunted. I'm just doing this so I can go back to my father. What were you doing just now, with your wrist? Reshma asked. You're more than welcome to look at it, Ilse retorted. What for? Just look at it, Ilse grumbled. When Reshma was close enough, Ilse sighed. I wanted you to know the truth. I was just scared to say anything. I didn't know if you would turn me in. What does this scar have to do with me or the wall? I got it when the wall came, and I think it gave me a different magic. I was too afraid of what anyone might think of it, so I didn't tell or show anyone. Whenever I use this spell called Swift, I can run really fast. I think this is what allowed me to go through the wall. Reshma took a step back. Reshma, I know I don't have the right to ask for any favors, Ilse said. I just want to leave. I think the soldiers might really be after me, and I can't let anyone get killed anymore because of me. I feel awful that you've done so much for me, and I've been a poor friend. You'll go back to Dove, Reshma said. We'll never know how to break the wall. I promise to help, Ilse insisted. I want to break down the wall that separated my family, too. Reshma suddenly flattened herself against the wall and slid close to the nearest window and peeked through the curtain, blocking out the light. Someone is listening, 
Reshma whispered. She snapped her fingers, and in the dark, sparks spat from her fingertips. She motioned for Ilse to follow her out the door. Come on! Ilse clenched her fists and wanted to feel them cool. They ventured to the door as quietly as possible, and with Reshma at the lead, they slunk out the door. It was typical, she thought, that the one time she told of her secret that someone could have overheard it. Reshma turned the corner and disappeared for a slight moment. Then Ilse heard a grunt and a thud. She ran to catch up, and she saw a soldier crumpled at Reshma's feet. Did you? Is he? No, he's not dead, Reshma said. He saw me and tried to run, but I cut him off. She held a clenched fist, and it was engulfed in flames. Ilse took a step back. He can tell whoever he's working for that we are a force to be reckoned with, she said. Ilse hummed a spell, and a chunk of ice formed around his feet so they were firmly planted to the ground. I don't know how long my spell will last under this heat, Ilse said. What should we do now that soldiers are apparently hiding here in Tiger? We need to leave, Reshma said, going back to her home. He knows about your special power. Reshma, if I can cross the wall, there's no use in going back to Dove. They must be waiting for me to walk into their trap, and I don't know if I can take you with me, Ilse answered, following her. I'm serious. Time to go. Anywhere. Anywhere but here. With your power, I'm willing to bet we can get to yelling faster than by boat, and we can dodge them until it's safe, Reshma said, stopping to face her. We can't afford to have them find you again here. Wait, what is yelling? Ilse asked, confused. It's a huge port city on the mainland, far from here, Reshma muttered. Don't you know? Obviously, I do not. Reshma sighed and ruffled her hair. Why would they be looking for someone like you? Ilse sat on the floor, her long, uncombed hair shielding her shamed face. I don't know if they've known about my power all along, but maybe it makes me worthy of kidnapping. We'll find people to help us in yelling, Reshma said. There has to be someone who can help us figure out this mystery. But, Ilse, this is no time to be duffed. There's no way I'm letting you go anywhere alone, Reshma said. I'm going to help you escape. She stopped and left without waiting for further consent. Reshma held her hand up, and the back door swung open. She went to the back of her house, where she disappeared into an old shed. Ilse stood outside of the shed, a look of concern on her face. Reshma, Ilse called. What? Reshma yelled from inside as objects were crashing. She looked back to see Ilse with rays of sunlight against her back. What are you doing? Can you just help me with this thing? Reshma grunted. Ilse quickly leapt into action and followed after Reshma. Together, they pulled out a canoe onto the parched soil. The canoe was well made with light wood. It was decorated with multicolor stripes on the edge. At the edge, close to the bow, a jagged J and K was carved into it. I just don't know whether I should call you crazy or simply thank you, Ilse said. Well, I am crazy, but a thank you will suffice, Reshma returned. Fine then, Ilse said. Reshma, I can't guarantee that you can make it through with me. I don't even know if I will make it through. But I'll do what I can to make sure you find your family. Good, Reshma grinned, because I aim to never return unless I bring them back. So, yelling? Of course. I think we were there once when I was much, much younger. You know, before the wall, Reshma reminded her. And an old family friend lives there. She'll give us protection until we figure things out. How do you know that this family friend is still there? Or if they will even help us? Ilse asked, arching an eyebrow. Do I look like someone who plans everything... Reshma returned with a smile and a raised eyebrow. No, definitely not, Ilse sighed. But how are we going to get off this island? If you could cross over from Dove to Taija, what can't you do? Reshma asked with a shrug of her shoulders. Reshma woke Ilse early the next morning. Reshma had already pulled out a few old dresses from a wooden chest. She told Ilse they once belonged to Ophelia. They would wear them once they made it to yelling on the off chance they succeeded and made it there. 
Reshma guessed that the weather would be different in yelling, and they had to blend in with the others. For now, Ilse would continue wearing her Tigerian garb, as the pants would be easier for maneuvering until they reached land. As a result, Ilse felt restless. The back of her neck and forehead were misty with sweat. Should we tell the council? Ilse asked. It would look suspicious if I just disappeared after being here for just a week. I left a note where the right people will find it, Reshma said. We don't have time to rouse the whole city, and like you said, your spell might not last very long. Reshma's house was about 15 minutes from the beach area. The girls silently hoisted the canoe over their heads and carried it as quickly as possible to the sandy edge. The sun was already making its way back to the middle of the sky when they finally reached the water. They slowly brought it back down and threw satchels of supplies to the ground as they flipped the canoe right side up, then tossed their bags inside the canoe. Reshma quietly pushed her wooden canoe out into the water. Ilse joined her and felt the wet sand surround her toes. She flinched a bit. The water was very warm. It wasn't very pleasant to stand in. She ignored that fact and returned to look back at the land behind her. Images of wind sweeping into her room and snow flurries surrounding her heartbroken father filled her mind. She looked back at the sweltering land she was about to leave behind, but she knew somewhere her father was waiting for her on the other side of the invisible wall. Her memories tugged at her, but knew that heading towards town would not help her reach him any faster. The girls paddled out about five miles from the shore. Reshma was moving her paddle with rhythmic time and strength, and Ilse tried to keep time. The canoe suddenly crunched against an invisible object, sending the girls jolting forward. Reshma, who was sitting in front, was sent forward and rammed her head against the invisible object. After muttering under her breath, she put a hand to her head and caressed it gently. She tapped the transparent object with her oar. It's the wall, all right. Sheesh, that hurt, Reshma said. Ilse looked ahead and noticed the telltale glare of the sun against the wall. It wasn't as harsh as the middle wall, but it glared all the same. Ilse hit the heel of her hand on her forehead. Here is where I come in. How can we escape? What will we do about this? Ilse asked. I could try to use Swift, but I'm afraid of what could happen to you. Reshma still had her hand rubbing her head and shrugged her shoulders. Ilse bit her bottom lip and thought for a moment. Wait, you just said swift and nothing happened, Reshma said. You told me earlier that whenever you say swift, you're supposed to go really fast. Oh, Ilse said, touching the wall with her hand. I can say it normally, I just have to hold out my hand like this and say the word like this. Swift! Suddenly, the whole canoe with the girls in it blew straight ahead like an arrow. The girls gripped tightly to whatever was nearby and shrieked. Soon after, the sensation of flying immediately stopped. The sudden speed sent Reshma overboard, Ilse not far behind. They both splashed into the water. They sputtered and grasped tightly to the canoe. Ilse was coughing and wiping her eyes. Wow, Reshma said with a smile. I've never seen you do that before. Your power is incredible. Thanks, Ilse said sheepishly. They spoke between sputtering gasps as they kicked with their legs to stay afloat and clung to the canoe. They looked back in the direction they came from. This water is freezing! Reshma laughed, despite herself. We must have made it through, Ilse said. I can't believe it worked. I can't believe it worked. We're out of Ravenna. We went through the wall. Even I did, Reshma said, bursting with excitement. She swam a few feet and held her hand out and tapped the air. She tapped hard enough that Ilse could hear it, like someone rapping against a window. First time I could touch this damn wall without burning myself, she said once she swam back to the canoe. Reshma pulled herself out of the water and into the canoe. She gave Ilse a wet hand and pulled her in, too. She looked at Ilse with a grand smile. Ilse smiled radiantly back. I can't believe it. It's almost like the wall wasn't even there. Look, Reshma said, pointing behind them. Not even a skilled sailor could see this island. Now I definitely wonder how these soldiers successfully found us.
Reshma was right. The only thing visible was the widespread sea. It was as if the island was cloaked with a blue sheet of sky, or as though it was never there in the first place. She sighed, gripping her oar with a slight grin. Are you ready? Reshma grinned. Well, I think I would feel ready if I knew you had a better idea of how to get there, Ilse said, scooping seawater in her hand and holding her hand against the back of her neck to enjoy the coolness against her sunburnt neck. The stark coldness faded as she realized that her innate ice chanter abilities were keeping her at a pleasant temperature, something she knew her people could always do before the wall formed. How I have missed this weather. Warm, but not too warm. Do you think I would have us go out on the waters without any kind of map? She said, holding a long cylindrical box for Ilse to see. You have a map? Of course, Reshma said. It was my idea, but I'm not about to die at sea. She carefully took a piece of parchment out of the tube and unrolled it, careful to not let it touch her wet clothes. So, a friend of the family, huh? Ilse said. Most definitely. It's been quite a while, but they traded a lot of stuff with my parents and probably had a good business with other people my parents knew. Well, I hope whoever it is will recognize you, Ilse said. I'm sure you've changed a lot since the wall. We've all changed since the wall, Reshma said, taking her paddle from the bottom of the canoe and started to paddle.